Assignment sales, why are we seeing so many of them and what are they? We answer that and more in episode 251 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Let's go. What is the reason there are so many assignment sales? What is an assignment sale? And is that happening for a reason? (laughs) Is the fact that you're listing your property as an assignment sale, is it meant to be? Is there a reason you're listening today or watching? Is there a reason you're watching and not listening? And the reason somebody's watching or listening is because they see, I know, what are all these scuffs? Anyway, um, they see all these assignment sales now. Yes. There's tons of them. They're everywhere. And let's, let's, can we? There are Facebook groups designated to assignment sales in the province of Ontario, and they are flooded with messages every day. So what do you believe is the reason there are so many assignment sales? I believe the reason that there are so many assignment sales is a couple of folds here to that. One, mortgage rates. Yes have dictated now affordability. Right. There might be people that cannot get mortgages now on their purchase because they do not qualify for the amount of loan that they need. Right. That's number one. Number two, there are people that now cannot afford their primary residence or it's becoming a little bit tighter and recognize that this investment property that they bought pre-construction might not be affordable because its carrying costs have gone up and a lot of them might still have equity in them. So they bought it. I saw an example this morning of a very cheap condo out in Oakville, a one-bedroom condo asking $490,000. Its occupancy is November of this year. And they paid three hundred and eighty-nine thousand for it. So even after paying fees and and um, all that, they'll still actually get equity out of it. But the carrying costs have gone through the roof because of mortgage rates. Um, I think that's the reason. Well, that and yeah, affordability caused by interest rates and lower home values now than perhaps when they purchased and what they were forecasting a property might be worth. But also the uh, speculation tax or where if you sell within the first year, you are charged income tax on any profit that you make in the sale of that property, which didn't exist before. So it's becoming more costly to invest in real estate. So on the short term, I have a few notes here that we'll run through real quick. Um, Let me pull out your printed list. Yeah. Adrian hates when I print our discussion topic uh, for our podcast. I don't know how else he expects me to read it during the podcast. You you brought your iPad in today. Yeah, I could. I suppose I could have used my iPad. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe that's our thing. We both have iPads here. Yeah. Part of our setup. Do you ever use your iPad anymore? I don't even know where it is. Wow. No. Well, it wasn't even... It's probably here. I I donated, I'm sure. Did I have my own or was it a company one? No, it was my own. Yeah. Our iPads were our own. Anyways, what is a real estate 
assignment sale? So a real estate assignment sale is instead of buying a piece of real property, somebody who's buying a contract, which will then turn into real property. So you're buying somebody's contract who has already purchased pre-construction mm-hmm. and you are assuming all of the risk and benefits and contractual obligation that comes with it. Yeah. To close at a future date. Correct. Some of them are already built. You might be in like an occupancy state, uh, which is kind of like you're renting essentially for a period of time until it closes. Correct. It could be pre-construction where nothing is built yet. There may be not even a shovel in the ground. It could be even a resale home where somebody purchases a resale home and during the period of uh, prior to closing that that contract is even assigned. You can do that in, in resale homes if the original contract allows for it. I wonder, I've, I've never had that happen. That happened a lot in the 80s. Did it? Um, People were flipping. In, in different boom, every time you see a different boom cycle, like a big seller's market. Right. Uh, and actually realtors were known for doing that quite a bit. Um, they do that in the States a lot more than yes, here, I think. Like that's absolutely. A, people make a living off of that. Yes, absolutely. But it is done here too. So, you know, somebody sees a deal for a home, you know, closing you, in three, you, four months. Yeah. You buy it today for a million dollars. You project your crystal ball is telling you, oh, in three months, the way the market's going, you know, this is going to be worth 1.1 easily. So then you find somebody to buy it from you in three months without ever having to expel any down payment or anything out of your account. Right. Ex- expel. Where did I find expel, that word? I don't know. I um, looked that up. Anyways, um, and you make yourself some money by just selling paper. Right. That's speculation. Yeah. That's risky business. Sure it is. Um, but people people do very well with it, too. Some people may have been very burned by it. But I think, you know, the there's a lot of contracts now, which is interesting because or a lot of assignment listings now, uh, which we've never really seen in the past. Everybody wanted to close on their property because sure. they knew that in the short to the long term, whatever their investment plans were, there was money to be made. So mm-hmm. why would they let it go early? Um, so now I think people doing it, there's a lot where you'll see people are taking a loss mm-hmm. or selling it selling it to you at the price they paid, which they try to convey as being a deal yep. to try to sell it, yep. which I think in many cases is not the case. It's actually, you're probably coming out behind if you actually purchase it. Um, assignment sales are tough though, unless you really are giving someone a, an attractive deal. Assignment sales are tough because somebody doesn't have anything tangible to purchase to get. Well, here's the other thing. So first of all, get immediately or see anyways. A lot of the real estate boards do not allow the advertising of property unless you can physically see it. A lot of the real estate boards will not allow assignment sales to be listed on on their board. Number two, as a purchaser of an assignment sale, you have to reimburse the original purchaser the deposit which is the deposit basically any money that they outlaid so sometimes you have to pay for upgrades or a percentage of the upgrades up front and then you have your deposit so depending on what stage you're at they may have already put 20 percent into it plus the upgrades and then you also have to pay them 
any increase on the value from the original purchase price. So if you're buying the property for $800,000, but they bought it for seven, you also have to come up with that extra hundred grand because lenders will not finance you that money. And that's the only way to compensate that person in this transaction. So you have to pay them the hundred grand and then reimburse the original deposits. So you could be out of pocket significant amount of money um, just to take over that deal. Yes. You're a man of many words. No, no, I'm processing it in my head. So you also got to look at the contract itself because there are so many different purchase contracts. If you're buying pre-construction, a lot of builders do not allow assignment sales. More of them are doing it now because they recognize the market. Or they used to charge, not so much now, they used to charge well, a hefty fine. Chris, is, fee, Chris is a great example. So him and his now ex-wife, they purchased, while they were still together, they purchased an investment property. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about it. Uh, they purchased an investment property out in Kitchener. And I believe it was in Kitchener. And the value went up considerably. Um, but obviously they were divorcing and wanted to, you know, separate assets and whatever. So they decided to list it as an assignment sale and we did and we sold it. And when he went to the builder to complete the assignment, they all of a sudden jacked up their fees tremendously. And that's over and above what was actually written in the contract. And when the lawyer reviewed it and he's like, well... You know, they can kind of get away with it. Uh, there was like this whole gray area. So, you know, they were still making quite a bit of money on it. Mm -hmm. So to avoid, you know, delaying or anything, they ended up paying the the builder like 30 grand just to That's assign crazy assign this townhouse. Yeah. Um, and then there are additional fees that, the builder may incorporate into the transaction. So they may want you to cover the lawyer fees, their lawyer fees, like the cost of drafting this yeah, contract. Yeah, listed as like a separate line item, yes. additional charge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there may be an administrative charge. Um, and those are all subjective to whatever the the builder wants really. So, yeah. so you're at the mercy of the builder oftentimes. Um, the contracts are getting a little bit better because of the current market. So if you're buying something now and you're going to assign in the future, you may have a little bit more flexibility, but I would caution everybody that a lot of these contracts, the way they're worded could change in the future. So if the market all of a sudden goes through the roof or absolutely plummets, like if there's a big fluctuation in the market compared to now in two, three years from now, don't be surprised if you're not dealing with the same terms and conditions down the road. I think, I don't know, I imagine one of the reasons that a lot of the developers change their fee structure or remove the fees is they got one, they got a lot of flack over it because I think some of them are a bit excessive. Yes. Like, you know, I can understand recouping costs and charging an admin fee of some sort mm -hmm. to offset some of that. But, you know, having these crazy, like $30,000 is really unreasonable. Um, I don't remember the price point, but I mean, that's probably fair, you know, good chunk of change yeah, relative to the price point. Yeah. So I imagine that's one thing there, you know, there's been a lot of 5% um, or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I figured. Uh, there's been a lot of, um, 
media coverage on developers. They're really under the microscope with various things from, you know, the assignment related issues to jacking prices up on closing, stuff like that. So they're, they're really, they, people have an eye on them. So I think they're doing this for that reason, but also just to become more competitive because new construction now is not selling like it used to. There used to be people lining up at doors to buy houses yeah. and you were, you know, camping out there overnight. There are better deals in the resale market than there are in the new. Yeah. New, and new that will be the case with assignment sales too, because yeah. as you know, I've, I've, I've been seeing a lot listed currently that are closing in November. Yeah. Kind of in the fall, winter, early winter, whatever. So the other, the other impact now is with the prices coming down, Yeah, depending on when that contract was originally sold, um, the value of the property might be significantly lower than what it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So the appraisals are coming in low. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't talk about that. Which means they potentially cannot get financing or can only get financing up to a certain percentage of that purchase price. Yeah. So now you have to cover the difference between what you can get because of the appraisal. Because on the resale market, if a condo is selling for 500 and you paid 580 for it two years ago mm-hmm. and you're closing in a couple of months, the lender is sending out the appraiser or asking the appraiser to appraise this unit. Yeah. And now it's appraising at 500. You got to make up that difference. So that's important. I was chatting with somebody, I think it was RBC, somebody from RBC who was saying that when they do an appraisal for new construction, when you buy new construction, yes. um, they guarantee that appraisal. Up until up closing? Up until closing. Wow. Yeah. So that's something interesting. So everyone talks about interest rate, interest rate, interest rate is the, you know, the reason you choose a mortgage is to go for the lowest rate, but there's so many other variables, especially nowadays we're seeing it where, you know, something like that, a guaranteed appraisal nowadays is that's gold, right? Because there's people that are going to declare bankruptcy because they can't close on their properties. And many of these people too, the deposits that they put down a year or two ago on some of these developments, you know, hundred K out of pocket, whatever it is, is, Probably sitting on a line of credit, yeah, variable line of credit. Now it's seven point two percent to seven percent instead of the two that it was previously. People are just they're dry. They got no money left. Yeah, right. They, I'm. I can't. I was chatting with somebody recently. That's another thing that people should take into consideration when investing, mm-hmm. when purchasing any real estate, really. And I'm the same way. I have a home line equity, which I leave open in the event that we want to buy real estate. And, you know, on a hundred grand every year, it's going to cost you $7,000, 7,200 bucks. So that you're talking $600 a month in interest on a hundred thousand dollar deposit. So if the place that you're buying isn't closing for two, three years, you need to take that into account into your expenses. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, lots of assignment sales. The good the good news of this is as an investor, as a potential buyer, especially if you're looking for an investment property, there are some deals out there. There are some opportunities where somebody has to sell and you are buying this property at a deep discount. Yeah. So if you've got some money hanging around, you you feel like real estate is where you want to invest. You believe the market is going to bounce back in a couple of years, whatever. 
Shit's going to be on fire again. I believe that to be accurate. If you've got money laying around, there are opportunities to put that money into places where you're taking advantage of other people's losses. And yeah, I think we'll see it for the next a little while anyways. I think certainly into 2024. Yeah, I think the next 12 months we're going to, and after that it's going to start fizzling. You know, I rates think, will start I to think come rate, down a little. Rates people. will be balanced and then start, people will be normalized to the current rates. Yeah. The market in terms of prices will normalize to those rates and the rates will dip back down a little bit. As soon as that start happening, the demand is going to start increasing. The supply will be pretty low. You're going to start seeing multiple offers and things heat up again. And so things will turn and they will turn very quickly. They always do. So they, don't it wait. Will, it's hard. Don't try to time judge, the market. If you see something yeah. and you like it, move yeah. on it. That's very good advice. And with that, we bid you adieu until next week. <laughs> Farewell. Thanks for watching and listening to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast, episode 251. Leave a comment if you have any experience with assignment sales or if you need some advice. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.